From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 134, for the week of May 2nd, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony's culinary quest takes him to Fire and Ice, and we preview the upcoming monstrous summer including a sneak peek of Mickey and the Magical Map. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard Start of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey. Spring finally made it to California. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah. Sheesh. It was 90 degrees almost up here. Oh, my gosh. Here, too. Yeah. Does anybody have any housekeeping? Dole whips, anyone? Do we? Yeah, I oh. found out that you can go to Big Lots. <laughs> <laughs> and they have Dole whips. Very good. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> oh. <laughs> and also, a lot of times down on the side of the road, the guys have oranges and flowers and Dole Whip. So Dole Whips. It's not hard to find. We'll, we'll, anymore, work, for so. Do- we'll work for Dole Whips. <laughs> and tasty cakes. Yeah. And and chicken and waffles. Oh wow! Now that's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we it's been at least two weeks since we've talked about chicken and waffles. Yeah. When's that thing's restaurant opening? Nancy. You know, call, there is my Hollywood segment from last week where call, I did take that chicken and waffles. Call, so call your people. When's that, that restaurant open, When's the restaurant opening? <laughs> I have no idea. I was talking about the one in, in Hollywood. I'm talking about the one in Anaheim. Roscoe's. Well, Thank you. <laughs> Don't forget about Coasting for Kids, June 9th at... See Tom Puke. Nuts, that's very farm. That's next month, Tom. Stop. We're oh, gonna yeah. cheer him on. Go, oh, puke, go. And well, yeah, you're not gonna puke though. He will, because I'm gonna feed him crap that'll make him puke. That's not very nice. Uh, and that's very farm here in California. I'm on a roll this Dorn- month. Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and any Cedar Far Cedar Fair Park in between to raise money for Give Kids the World. Um, yay, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It will be fun, and most of us will be there. And also, don't forget about the Orlando show is doing a Disneyland series, and they just finished up this week, uh, talking about their recent trip to Disneyland. This week, we talked about the Disneyland hotels and downtown Disney. Previous weeks, we talked about um, California Adventure and Disneyland Park itself. Those can be found at disunplugged.com. Um, that on our show. Say again. I said, don't we do that on our show? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is there's so many Walt Disney Worlders though that yeah know. exactly they're trying to to and yeah. now and, and hopefully maybe we'll, some of you who listened this week will be listening to us this week. Thank Yay! Um, Welcome. I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> That is my job. That is my May resolution. Make Tom lose his train of thought. Uh, don't forget chat night Wednesdays nine p.m. Um, if email us at tlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. Thank God I have a list. Uh, if you want to <laughs> <laughs> 
could links to our show and anything we talk about that's at disunplugged.com. Um, Tom at www.info.com. <laughs> save me from myself. <laughs> or me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, also take. Man, I'm milking this month for everything. It's also worth. take a look at some of the videos that have come out of the Orlando team when they were here. Uh, they they're doing this series called Park Bench Videos, where they just sit a camera for five minutes, and there's some cool stuff. They've also they also did a bunch of ride throughs. Uh, there's an awesome one of California Screaming, another one of Grizzly River Run, and some of the dark rides. So make sure you take a look at those. I'll try to put those in the show notes. They also have the one that shows um, different views of Disneyland with music. I really like that video. You know what I'm talking about? No. It shows Disneyland California Adventure and just like different scenes from all the different areas at the parks okay. with music. But it's a really nicely done video. Yep. Awesome. Um, I have no more housekeeping. Anybody else? No? Good. Okay. We're done. Yay, and that'll do it for this segment. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, over to Tony with the news. Is there a news? Volu- I yes. couldn't even get the full syllable. And and Nancy's she's just, interrupting you. Oh, that's okay. Thank I you. Can, so, Mary Jo, Mary Jo, was that a legitimate interruption? Is that going to no, sustain? Thank no, no, thank you. that wasn't legit. Uh, okay, okay thank you. You need to at least get at least one word in so we know what the subject is before. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Aw. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta yeah. say it like it is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I just you. asked if we had news. You know how you know how you know you have news? When Tom says, here's Tony with the news. That's how, you can, <laughs> that's how you can tell. I'm waiting. And we have news every, we've never had not had news. I'm just, you know. We've had to we've, dig pretty deep for news. We've made it up times. occasionally, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A volunteer has won a coveted Disneyland Resort scholarship. Gabby Gregory was surprised to find out that she had won a coveted Disneyland Resort scholarship when she walked into El Toro High School's administration building where her parents and her younger sister were hiding. She was helping a teacher with an errand, which is so like her, Principal Terry Gusliff said. Yesterday at lunch, she came up to me and asked, What can I do to help you today? What can I do to make your day easier? The principal said she is always thinking of others first. Gusliff shooed the student out of the office. As the president of the Associated Student Body, Gregory is accustomed to planning pep rallies to boost school spirit, but the spotlight shifted to her when she was tricked into planning a rally in her own honor. Nice. During the morning break, when Gregory thought she was holding a snack activity for her peers, the El Toro drumline, her family, and a troop of Disneyland representatives surprised her with the news she was one of 10 Orange County high school students who had each won a $7,500 Disneyland Resort scholarship. My parents work really hard. Just having extra money to fund my education is really a blessing, the 17-year-old said afterward. Eight-year-old son died from a malignant tumor three years ago. Gregory formed a student club to raise money for cancer research. Her depth of passion for others, that is her gift. A lot of students have the academics, but not the deep passion, said Christy Johnson, the neighbor whose young son Thomas inspired Gregory to form Team Thomas. She is the most humble girl. Disneyland Ambassadors told the 100-plus students watching the scholarship presentation Tuesday that Gregory blew out of the water the scholarship's minimum requirement of 150 volunteer hours. She has logged 1,600 hours wow, helping the Pediatric Cancer Research Foundation, the Beckstrand Cancer Foundation, South County Outreach, and Miracle for Kids. As the drummers marched toward her, Gregory mouthed, 
what is going on? And oh my God. And after her eyes watered up, kept flashing a big smile. She thanked her friends and family and said, I love everyone. I love El Toro High School. Dozens of classmates mocked Gregory in a tight huddle and then chanted loudly, Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. Gregory is undecided about where she will attend college to study communications, but it is most likely she will stay in California so she can remain close to her family, she said. I want to found my own nonprofit someday. I just want to be helping people, she said. Wow. Can't make a smart... Yeah. She sounds like a remarkable young woman. Wow, 1,600 hours. What's interesting with the Disney connection, and uh, this is not just for me to talk, but... um, But just... It's uh, just for me to talk, but no... um, is that Disney does so much about with, with helping the local community. And I think there's a difference between Orlando and, and out here because out here it's, it's the town. It's like Anaheim. Okay. It's Orange County. It's more like it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a, com- it's a company that's here. It's not a town that was made for the company. You know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like there's more of a, there's a, and I, I don't, I'm not bad mouthing Orlando or anything, but there just seems to really be a, Recently, at my at one at the school I work at, I work at the school district. One of the schools, the Disney volunteers came to um to to plant a garden, and and I I got to talk to one of the volunteers. I asked if I can interview for a podcast. Like you'd have to clear that with Disney. I'm like, okay, we'll forget that. So I just talked to her, but she said that there's. I said, well, do you guys are you guys expected to do this volunteer stuff? And she's like, no, we just do it. And do you so get cool. any extra? I said, do you guys get any extra benefit out of it? She's like, no. We just do it, and it's we're on, she's like I'm on this Disney volunteer team, and there's things that are just show up, and basically we go, oh Anaheim school needs a garden, no problem, like because they're really into Anaheim and Orange County, just like the Disney the Disney ambassadors did here with the um, student in Tustin, I think. I just think it's really, I know we do a lot of like bad mouthing and you know kind of you know half um, joking about Disney being this corporate behemoth and stuff, but at least out here they really do a lot. For the community, that's neat. That's, so anyways, I'm wondering, sorry. does for every scholarship recipient, does Disney go all out like this, or was it because well, this young woman was so extraordinary? I know in because what she this did. Is, well, I'm considering she must have gotten more. Because, this is just my inference because she's in the paper and nobody, the other ten aren't. Yeah, and she had 1,600 hours when they only needed 150. Yeah. So. So, anyways, now we. That is nice. Yeah. yeah. So, in our next story, back to knots. Well, not really officially knots, but Buena Park. New exhibits are expected to be a huge draw for Buena Park. Two exhibits going into the former Movie Land Wax Museum are expected to bring in hundreds of thousands of visitors the first year and more than 100 jobs to the city. A news conference Thursday officially announced that Premier Exhibitions is leasing the city-owned building and will open Bodies, the exhibition, and Titanic, the experience, by summer. What's oh, geez? I know you haven't slept in a day, but (laughs) why are you anti-Titanic? It's because he's going on a cruise to Alaska and there's icebergs. No, yeah, okay. I would just think. I mean, the, these both of these have been touring forever, so it would be nice if they brought in something different. That's all. Okay, we can discuss once I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> City and premier officials. But it's more fun to interrupt the, you. I know. City and premier officials touted the new partnership as mutually beneficial. 
This will breathe new life into the building and bring new tourists and jobs, most of which are for young people who were hit hard by the recession, said Mayor Beth Swift. Recently, Premier and the city closed on a 21-month lease. The terms of the lease stipulate that Premier will pay $1 per month for rent, 500000 to 600000 in building renovations, and 80000 to 85000 for maintenance. In the exhibit's first year, Premier projects between 350,000 and 500,000 people visiting. Visitors to Buena Park typically spend between $100 to $200 in the city, said Sarah Copping, Executive Director of Visit Buena Park, a tourist group. In addition to visitors pumping money into the local economy, the remodel of the building and staffing the exhibitions will create new jobs. About 120 new jobs should be created from this deal, said City Manager Jim Vanderpool. Premier, which already has permanent exhibitions in Las Vegas, Atlanta, New York, and Orlando, sought out Buena Park to be its next permanent location, said Premier President and CEO Sam Weiser. The company did so, he said, because city officials are agreeable to working with tourist attraction companies and because the city is centrally located between Los Angeles and San Diego. Once the 21-month lease is up, Premier is in negotiations to relocate to the source at Beach, a retail complex set to open in 2014. Weiser said, Premier would be willing to stay in the Movieland building, but there are complications with that because it is former Buena Park Redevelopment Agency land. The State Department of Finance needs to sign off on all uses of former redevelopment agency's land. We're thrilled to be standing here today, Weiser said. For Premier, today represents the start of a long and successful relationship with the city of Buena Park. Bodies the Exhibition will showcase real human body parts preserved in liquid silicone rubber. Visitors will learn about skeletal, muscular, nervous, respiratory, digestive, urinary, reproductive, endocrine, and circulatory <laughs> systems. Titanic's experience will feature artifacts from the wreck. Actors will play notable passengers and crew while guiding guests through the exhibit. To draw attention, they will arch the facade of the ship outside. I do want to give a little bit of more detail about the beach, the source at beach, because I was actually eating lunch, because I live, I, my, um, my school is near there, um, at a place right across from where the source at beach is going in. And it's basically, across the street from where the Movie Land Wax Museum was. I mean, maybe a little further, oh gosh, I'm horrible in directions, up the road, let's go that way, um, not closer to Knott's Berry Farm, but further away from it, towards the 5 Freeway, and it's this huge thing, it's, it, the, the ads look all, you know, garden walk-ish, like, your source oh, for yeah, fat. That, sh- that should go well. Well, no, what I mean by that is it looks cool. The sor- It's like your source for entertainment, your source for restaurants, so... It, it's a huge-looking redevelopment project that I think will help out knots. Mm-hmm. So that's where I guess they're going to move when this is over. But that the source at Beach is so basically... It'll, so it'll still be in the same area? Oh, yeah. Okay, it will cool. easily be in the same area. Okay. Like, literally, you could walk probably from one to the other. Nice. But, Wayne, you think any... I mean, do you think I you being the kind of the knots guy, you think this is a good yes. thing for him? I think so. I think so. I, I think Knotts is really pushing, or Buena Park is, to get more people to come. Buena Park is really in a unique position being so in the middle of all the other L.A. stuff. It has always struggled to kind of keep up as a community. There's There's not much, like, large, large industry there. It really does thrive on 
local smaller businesses, restaurants, hotels, that kind of thing. And the one good thing that can be said is they are constantly looking at ways to keep their city afloat. What's interesting, I know this is a lot of kind of inside baseball, is if you go down beach, close to where my school district is, you're in West Anaheim. And West Anaheim is dying for something like the source at beach. And there's a big empty lot there with signs up saying we're going to redevelop it. And I don't see how that was going to get redeveloped when Buena Park's going to get redeveloped, which is literally a mile up the road. And remember the, out here, they're different cities. So, I mean, a mile away, you're from in Buena Park. And so I really think that that, um, and that area needs, I don't want to say higher end, but newer, um, retail. There's nothing around that area at all. As someone who has to search for places to go to lunch, there's nothing. So it'll be interesting to see when the source at Buena Park opens. I think it'll, I think it'll help knots and have people maybe stay around a little bit longer. So, anyways. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Mary Jo. Um, just for those who like to go to Club 33, letting you know that, um, beginning in July, they're going to be closing down Club 33 for the majority of the year. They're going to be, um, refurbishing it and expanding it. I was over there, um, not too long ago. And they told us that they're going to be building a bridge um, over where the crystal arts are, where the crystal store shop is. There's going to be a bridge extending into that section, and they're expanding the restaurant into those buildings over there. So um, if you're not going to be able to go before July, then I think it's going to reopen sometime in December. That's what I heard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I guess they're going to increase their membership or, you know, how they have those different tiers. Yeah. But the demand to go to that restaurant is just so big that, you know, they're going to expand. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael? Well, for our Dizzers who weren't able to make it out to the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco for the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the creation of a classic exhibit, the good news is that if you live in the East, this exhibit is going to be at the Norman Rockwell Museum in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, from <laughs> June, June 8th through October 27th. Um, if you're there on the opening weekend, June 8th and 9th, they have some special activities on june 9th or i'm sorry june 8th um on the opening gala they're going to have diane disney miller walt's surviving daughter and marge champion who is the dancer who modeled snow white's movements for the disney animators um they're going to be honorary co-chairs for special events that evening um, also on June 9th, they're going to have um, Layla Smith, who's the creative director of the Walt Disney Company Animation Research Library, who's going to talk about the development of the Snow of Snow White, um, the film. And I, I saw her presentation at the Walt Disney Family Museum. It's an excellent presentation. So if you're able to make it there, um, it's well worth the trip. We'll have a link to the um, museum's website in our show notes so you can find out ticket information and more details about the exhibit. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Wayne? I had told you previously about the hypercoaster going in at Six Flags Magic Mountain called Full Throttle. Among other record-breaking firsts, this coaster has a unique 360-degree loop in which the coaster's train will travel inside the loop and also outside the loop and over the top of the 160-foot-tall structure. 
Recently, on April 11th, the final section of the loop track was installed, and guests inside the park can now see how this strange loop will work. The inner circle, the inner loop, circles inside, similar to most looping coasters, and like the loop on California Screamin'. But another section of track will bring the coaster up and over the same loop on the outside. I saw the pictures of this, and how this has all come together is really impressive. From some of the angles in Magic Mountain, you can get a perspective of just how high this looping feature is. The new loop almost dwarfs the Revolution, which is the park's original looping coaster. And was also, the revolution was also one of the first, or maybe it was the first, inverted the first. loop coaster in its day. Um, the Magic Mountain press release says, quote, Full throttle will be located near the front of the park in a newly themed five acre section where video, music, and special lighting will extend full throttle's energy and excitement. With this edition, Six Flags Magic Mountain, the thrill capital of the world, firmly holds the coveted Coaster Capital of the World crown, with a total of 18 coasters, more than any other theme park on the planet. Full Throttle will open early this summer, and I'm getting in line. Nice. Thank you, Wayne. Nancy? Okay, you know how I said I was milking the most out of Mother's Day this month? Yeehaw. Let's talk about some of the Mother's Day um, items that are happening all around Los Angeles. So if you don't want to pay the price for, say, the Disneyland Hotel's Mother's Day brunch, there are certainly a lot of other really fun experiences. Um, Let's start off with down in Beverly Hills, for the example. you can uh, treat mom to a Mother's Day brunch at um, at the Hotel Bel Air. The Hotel Bel Air is one of the most beautiful hotels in the Beverly Hills area. That, however, is a little more expensive, but it's done by it's catered. Um, Done by Wolfgang Puck. It has things like Maine Lobster Club sandwiches and all kinds of other. Just amazing sounding things. That's something like, oh, 120 a person, but it is the Hotel Bel Air. Other restaurants in the Beverly Hills um, area would be such things as, um, oh, maybe Susan Feniger's Street. We have so many celebrity chefs. Um, the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills. L'Hermitage has a rooftop Mother's Day breakfast. Uh, Mother's Day brunch, and it's about the same price as the Disneyland. Um, the Patina Groups, the rooftop by Gordon Ramsay at the London West Hollywood, if you're in the Hollywood area. And the list goes on and on and on. In, uh, if you're in the San Gabriel Valley, one place to recommend if you want a beautiful place to impress um, your mother that gives you the old world style, or how don't put this. Pasadena's old money feel. Um, the Langham Huntington has four different options, and they have beautiful grounds. The Huntington Gardens, um, which is a very, very popular botanical garden, has um, several activities as well. Um, 
Let's see. Theirs is one second. I lost my link. It is in one of the, actually one of the best spots voted one of the best outdoor spots to have um, have um, your Mother's Day brunch in Orange County. If you're down in that area, we've got a few places. Um, I can't tell you where some of these are, but we can definitely give you a link in these pages. Um, they're just all sorts of interesting uh, places. Newport Beach, we've got 21 Oceanfront. Um, there's one place, if you go to Hilton's website, um, in conjunction with the Queen of England's 60th Diamond Jubilee, the Hilton Anaheim's Mixed Restaurant and Lounge um, has a... Festive champagne brunch where trumpeters announce mum's arrival as she walks down the red carpet to a one-of-a-kind photo opportunity um, sitting atop a throne. Well, there you go. And that's only $50. Hmm? Is this in the ladies' room? No. I imagine they have a throne set up. Kind of, you know, this is something we as as Disneyland fans should be quite familiar with in the whole photo op before having your brunch. (laughs) <laughs> Only we get it with, you know, dogs and dogs. Goofies. And Pluto. Okay, never mind. That really fell flat. <laughs> well, I don't know, some of these pancakes should probably be getting... <laughs> oh, man. That didn't, that didn't help. All right. Okay, I know. Um, and that experience, too, has a complimentary ride in an authentic horse-drawn carriage. And that's really actually... Very inexpensive. It's over in Convention Way. Um, 49 bucks for mom? Hey. The Ranch is another place. Um, now, for you Napa Rose fans, The Ranch is um, operated by executive chef Michael Rossi, who used to be um, one of the sous chefs under Andrew Sutton at the Napa. And his place, which I believe also is where Michael Jordan, the sommelier manager, original manager of the Napa. He is also there. Um, and uh, they have things like Fuji apple beignets, Oscar's, Oscar Benedict, uh, Southern Fried Petaluma Quail, you, know, you name it. There's food everywhere. Now, um, a couple of the spa chains have Mother's Day um, spa treatments. Uh, Brooke Williams is a big one. And, ooh, this one I thought was really cool. I had mentioned Gordon Ramsay. If you're in Beverly Hills, Hollywood area, um, it is an English afternoon tea master class. Ooh, that sounds neat. And Don't encourage her. <laughs> For somebody that didn't have a rapid fire before the show started. Right? <laughs> hey, man, good. I'm good. I can pull this stuff out anywhere. But, oh, and Madame Tussauds. Hollywood is even celebrating Mother's Day with free admission for mom. Aww. That would be neat. So you can, and that's actually a really fun place, as I mentioned last week on my Hollywood 101. So oh, hop back to that uh, and listen to that and, and get an idea of what we went and did. Um you name it, you can find it. Just Google up Mother's Day Los Angeles and Mother's Day Orange County, and there are tons of different 
family activities. Thank you, Nancy, and apparently that's what you did. Um, my <laughs> rapid fire <laughs> is the Wonderground Galleries Artists in Residence for May is, um, maybe I should have Tony say the same, Frank Sphinx 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 or something like Earl that. Butt. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is. He's been working over uh, working for Disney over 10 years, designing online games and website experiences. Currently serves as the art director at Disney Interactive Media Group and has been involved in creating the websites for Mickey Mouse, Fairies, Tron, Cars, Toy Story, and most recently, Brave. He's going to be at the gallery from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. on May 3rd and 4th, May 10th and 11th, and May 17th and 18th. So if you want to meet some of the artists that do some cool Disney-inspired art, Visit the Wonder Garden Gallery. And that only took like 30 seconds. Um, Tony. Okay, Legoland's official hotel has been opened. And there's some really interesting things. If you look at the pictures online, it's the most super-themed kid hotel I've ever seen. Wow. Really? Does the, it beat up the, the Nickelodeon one down in Florida? As I said that, I realized I've ever seen and I realize I haven't been in the Nickelodeon one, but I'm sure it's because similar. you've never seen it. Yeah, because I've never seen it, so technically I was right. But um, it's three stories, 250 rooms. Guests can choose between three themed rooms: Pirate Adventure or Kingdom. Now, I wonder if adults wouldn't mind the pirate. Never mind. Um, guests can choose. Yeah. <laughs> guests. Um, there's premium themed rooms have additional Lego models and decor such as themed wallpaper. Um, 24 suites with king beds and three television sets. I find I really like this part. Every room has a separate sleeping area for up to three children, complete with bunk beds and a pull-out trundle bed. Nice. So separate sleeping area. Every room has two TVs, so kids can watch movies and play games in their own sleeping area. I love this. Family vacation. Now get in your room, and we're closing the door. Um, <laughs> there's at least eight Lego models in every room. Approximately 3,400 Lego models in the entire hotel, created out of more than 3 million Lego bricks. Um there's an entire wall of 6,000 Lego minifigs behind the in the lobby. Nice. Um, what else do they have? They have, let's see, there's a restaurant with a buffet uh, that has, um, called Bricks. I think that's cute. And um, mm-hmm. it's everything's supposed to be kid-sized. It says, ever been in a disco elevator? They have themed elevators. So there's cool. a disco elevator. And that sounds horrible. Yeah, I know. The um, and then I, I went to I, when I was at the Dolphin a couple weeks ago, in Florida, going into the elevators. It was always the same song playing. It was always Kenny G, and it was always the same. It was like they they waited until somebody got in the elevator, then the song started over each time. It was just annoying. Sorry, disco would be better. Yeah, disco. Um, yeah, these rooms look cool. Yeah, if you look online, they look pretty cool. I'm thinking I like that they, I like that they give the kids, you know, blocks to play with. But do you think? I mean, are they keeping track of how many blocks are in this container? RFID. If the if the children take them home, are you charged like a you know a mini bar? Yeah, I know that's a good question because you think if okay if you were like oh we're gonna stay in the Lego hotel, there's probably good odds that the kids are bringing their own Legos or bought something in the park. How do you know that those Legos just get stacked onto your right? Yeah. 
We have to find out. I think we should go. Maybe it's just for the pictures. We're planning on going this summer, and I know Leah said on our planning show that she was planning on staying there. Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll hear all about that from her. It's, it's not cheap. I don't have the the price per room, but I was looking at reservations, and there weren't like reservations weren't available. But if I did a package deal, they were. And the yeah. package deal for four in the middle of July was six hundred bucks a night, but that includes oh getting, no, no, wait, wait. That includes I'm assuming meals and getting into the park. And so considering four, it's, and you get, it says you get exclusive early access to Legoland and nightly yes. children's entertainment. That would be very cool. Here, play with some bricks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Here you go, kid. Closing the well, you door. know, they've got so many great specials <laughs> for Legoland right now. Like, they've got a sit up to 20% off and second day free. Um, but you have to purchase it seven days in advance. They've got a buy one day, get five. And buy one day, get five? Yeah, five days for the price of one, of one in California. Um and it's uh, $95 for adult tickets, 13 and up. $95? And, uh, Holy crap. I know. I think they're so overpriced. And 85 for kids 3 through 12. Whoa. That's more than... That's more than Disneyland. I know. Yeah. Wow. But it's one day for five... One day, you know, Still, five days for the price okay, of you one. Don't, okay, they don't jack up the price. You can give five days for free. Apparently they do. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would like to, I'm thinking we should maybe go down there, or I should go down there and, uh, try the restaurants and check out the hotel. I mean, it's, I drove by it, yes, last time I was down there to go see my dad, so it's not that, I mean, it's right off the freeway. I always think Legoland. I totally would go with you. The kids, uh, Zoe wants to go in the worst possible way. Yeah, the outside of the hotel looks like it's built with, um, Lego bricks. Nice. Yeah, to me, the hotel, like, I, I'm, I wouldn't mind just staying in the hotel. I don't need to go to the amusement park. I'm not a big fan of it, but the the hotel looks cool. So, anyways, it's available if you wanna. If you're thinking of coming down and looking, you know, and and let's look at it. Let's say if we're not gonna we're gonna stay off property because pricing is too expensive for Disneyland. You can maybe do one night or two nights here if you have small kids, especially boys. I don't mean to be sexist there with the Legos, but um, like eight year old. To ten, you know, maybe six to yeah. eight-year-old boy, you know. Well, they've got that whole Lego Friends things for girls now that's just skyrocketing. So. Really? See, I don't know. Yeah. So. Is it, oh, but is you it, know what? Is it more popular than My, my Little Pony? Actually, it's about equal. I'm hey, And you know what? Even though it's 97 for one, here's where they get you for the overnight and where they're trying to draw you in and make it a multiple-day park, is it's 112 for a two-day resort hopper. Plus, they have their, their aquarium yeah, there, park. too. They, yeah, yeah they the water park, too. Water park. And it, the sea and life the hopper... The, Let's see. There, there's a, there's a couple different tickets for them. They've got the water park hopper, which has Legoland and Legoland water park. And then there's the sea life hopper, which includes, um, Legoland and the aquarium. Right. And I'm looking and, at the, and the, the resort room. hopper that 112 is all three. I'm looking at the room onlys during the week and it's, they're like two night minimums, they're saying. And, 179 is the cheapest that I see right now. That's the same price as their annual pass for adults. <laughs> yeah, that's that's without the tickets. So, 
Oh, wow, that's interesting, though. Um, if you have, because it's um, Merlin Attractions, it's Merlin Annual Pass, which means it's Legoland California with Legoland Water Park and Sea Life. It also includes um, Legoland Florida, Madame Tussauds, Sea Life Aquariums, and all the other things that are owned by Merlin Attractions. Also, if you have AAA, you get a 10% discount off the Tony, you've so. lost control of your rapid fire. Yeah. That would become a segment. That's Completely. <laughs> I haven't lost hey, control of it. I was done, and I'm not the producer, so really you lost control. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, thank you, thank you, Tony. They have uh, front of the line passes, too. Mute. Sorry. Uh, time, thank you. Okay, rap, that's, the, yeah, that's it for rapid fire. Time <laughs> for the threat of the week, Mary Jo. Um, this week's threat of the week is co- called Dizzer's Disney Bounding. Have you guys heard of Disney Bounding? I yeah I, I saw the thread and I actually saw somebody this couple weeks ago when I was in Florida that looked like had the colors of Goofy. So, okay. Disney Bounding, what is yes. that? Yeah. Is that like Disney planking bounding. or jiggling? No, 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 no. No, actually, it's in it and it seems to be carrying. There's people who do this and it's to dress as a Disney character using everyday clothing. So. You you don't go out and buy, although I'm sure people will go out and buy. But using your own clothing, you you dress in like it's it's a it's Disney character inspired dress. So um, there's this one thread on the Disneyland board where there's several people who again have put pictures up showing how they've uh, how they're Disney bounding, and there's some really cute ideas. And for families who um, go on reunions or just anybody who wants to go and ha- make it a little bit more fun uh, when they go to the park, they can do this Disney bounty. They have this one whole family did a uh, Alice in Wonderland themed um, dress. And I mean, they do simple things like this one lady went as Jane. So she has a little, you know, brown hat on a yellow sweater, a tan shirt, a leopard uh, uh, bracelet. Somebody else went as Nemo. She just has an orange top on. Somebody was Dumbo, so she has a gray top on with a scarf, etc. So I thought that this was a really another cute idea that seems to be um, taking off. And like Tom said, he saw somebody in yeah, Walt Disney. Yeah, uh, this this guy had uh, he, he, all the colors. If he had the blue, he had the blue sh- blue, but he had shorts, and he had an orange T-shirt and a, and a green hat. And it's like you could totally tell it was goofy colors. Like, oh, D- Disney bounding. I couldn't remember the name at the time, but, yeah. But I, I, And I think um, there's people doing it, so you'll, you'll, just like Dapper Day, people dress up. Now they have, there's this Disney bounty that any day you go, you can go dressed up, and people really get into it. So if you see Tony, somebody dressed, Tony. Tony's, go- Tony's going dressed as Tarzan. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, nobody knows. Tony, let us know when you go down, just so that we can... Yeah, I, 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 I thank you for bringing me into this, because I was going to make no comment about Disney bounding. That's a boundary I don't think I'm going to cross. See, and well, I was going to ask, is this Disney. an offshoot of the folks that go dressed as pets, but you already said someone dressed as Dumbo, so obviously it is. Dressed as pets? You don't know about this? Furry. No. Furry. Oh, my God. Are, are we getting into the Disney After Dark kind of stuff? <laughs> That's what I was Very. Even worse. Dark. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are talking about stuff I have no idea what you're yeah. 
Happy remember, remember when I shows? <laughs> My Guide to Becoming a Rockstar had a classic example. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back in with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.